Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. And I'm just trying to gain information to see if my friend's dead. Because I'm losing it, guys. I, I would I was going to run away. I was so fucking scared that I murdered my friend. And I have to go to jail. Like, I'm going to go to June. I'm going to YA immediately. Hey, what's up everybody? Dope Zola here. Hope you're having a dope ass day. Welcome back to another video. Here it is guys. It's January. It's officially the start of season three of Storytime. If you've been around since season one, the first one I ever did was Hard Drug Confessions and that was filmed on my fucking phone. As you can see, season three so far, the lighting looks fucking awesome. We stepped it up a little bit guys. We're trying to do some new shit for season three. I want you guys to feel like you're watching a movie. I want you to feel like you're watching a Netflix show. I want you to go this is fucking YouTube. I'm excited, guys. You guys ask for it constantly. No, fuck a review. Do a story time. I understand you guys like them, but I have to pace these out. I have many other things to do, and I don't want to just do all my story times in three months. So, guys, here we go. This is season three, episode fucking one. Do you like the new thumbnail? Because I fucking do. Guys, this is a story time first. I have never done this way of planning before. So today's story time topic, central point that we're going to get to is growing up. So, guys, this is the first time I've ever tried this before. Usually, it's a near-death experience, high school, my dad, my mom, all stories relating to one thing. I'm going to switch it up this time, guys. These are going to be three different stories from three different parts of my life, except they all pertain to growing up. As always, guys, lighten up a joint. This one's a little over four grams. I said fuck it. And if you follow my snap and Instagram, this is the true OG. Let's get started. Okay guys, let's start. Season three story time, this is story number one. And before I start this, it's a little fucked up, it's a little sad now that I think about it, like, damn, that was you? So before we get into that, remember, I'm happy, I'm a nice person, this didn't fuck me up, it's just something that happened to me and I'm gonna talk about it. And you guys already know, when I was younger, my mom wasn't the greatest. She wasn't that fucking awesome, she was kind of a jerk. And you know from the sister story times, I talked about the apartment we lived in right by Denny's where uh, the guy said we broke a sliding glass window, I'm not sure if you watched the sister story time. This is the exact same apartment where I watched James and the Giant Peach, I threw up my peas all over the fucking dinner table and I got in hella trouble because I, I got sick. So I'm about six years old, Move from Merced to LA. You guys already know this story. I live with my mom, my sister, and her shitty boyfriend, Robert. So, if you guys watch a lot of my story times, you also know my sister was a fucking piece of shit to me when I was a kid. She 
hated me. When we lived in this apartment, guys, we lived in bunk beds. I'm like six years old. My sister's like seven going on eight. This is the routine. We go to sleep. Do not knock on my mom's fucking door. Never knock on my mom's fucking door or expect to get your ass whooped. Now that I know that they're on drugs, I think they were hitting the pookie in the room and they didn't want me to come in, but they always hot box cigarettes. So it always stunk like cigarettes. My mom says, you cannot be in here. We smoke cigarettes in here. Get out. I think it was the excuse for them to like to do drugs and not have us walk in on them. I watch a lot of Fresh Prince. I watch a lot of fucking Bobby's World, you know, fucking Nick at Night shit. And you know me, guys, photographic memory. I'm literally playing episodes in my head while I'm trying to fall asleep of like shows I've seen. I'm just that kid. I'm a little kid. I'm an insomniac. I cannot sleep. My sister's got the bottom bunk and I am on the top bunk. Hated sleeping on the top bunk, guys, because I, and for some reason as a kid, I'd always roll off the bed. Always roll off the bed. Roll off the couch if I was asleep. So on the top bunk, I would put like two pillows on the side of me so I wouldn't roll off because it was a fear of mine. It's just a regular night this is where it gets wild it's just a regular fucking night so I remember I open my eyes and it's the weirdest feeling as I'm opening my eyes I feel like no weight you know what I'm saying like, I feel like I was six years old woke up in the middle of my sleep as I'm just falling I fucking rolled over my pillows and I'm about to hit the ground. So I'm falling. There's a split second. You only fall from a bunk bed. It's this fast, but it's slow motion when you're a kid and you're like, what the fuck? So as I'm about to hit the ground, I just feel this like someone just unloaded on my ass, right? Not on the side of my head, but toward the side of my back and I'm on the ground. And I remember I just feel like, I just feel like the sharpest pain and I feel like it's wet. Like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. What did I hit? And as I'm looking, I look to the side and it's my wooden toy chest. The one that has like bears and drums. It was all white with blue stripes. I had it since I was a fucking baby. It's a wooden toy chest, like a foot and a half high this far, but it was on the ground. It, the pain wasn't really like overwhelming yet, but I just remember looking at it. And right when I realized what I hit, you know, I'm a little kid. I think I overreacted. And I, then I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And then that's when the pain hit. I it. It fucking hurt so bad. And I remember I tried to move and I couldn't really move. I think I was just in shock as a kid. I couldn't move and I thought, oh my fucking God, I can't move. Oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to walk. So I'm laying there on the side and I touch my head. And as I touch my head, there's blood on my hand. Not a lot, but there's blood on my fingers. And then I lost it. That's when I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I look at my sister. My sister's, I remember to this day, I'm on the floor right in front of her bed, obviously. She's on the bottom bunk. I look over at her and she's dead asleep. And I'm like, hey, Shireen, Shireen, Shireen. I'm on my back, remember, so I'm like this. Shireen, and I'm hurt, I'm crying, I'm tearing. I'm not sobbing, I'm tearing. I didn't want to start crying loud because my mom was going to wake the fuck up and beat my ass because I woke up. You know what I mean? My mom was not very nice. So I remember like, yo, don't fucking wake everybody up. And I went like this. And I'm like, Shireen, Shireen, Shireen. And she finally woke up after like 50 fucking hits to her forehead. And she's like, what? What the fuck do you want? She's seven or eight. Tell, tell. She was a dick to me, man. And I remember like... I fell off and I, I hit my head and I can't really get up. Shut the fuck up. And she turned to the side. And I remember I just started crying. like <gasps> Not because it hurt, but I was like, you just ditched me. Like I could be fucked and you said, shut the fuck up. I cried. I started crying because I felt so like, who's nice to me? No one's nice to me here. My mom's a fucking dick. My sister beats the shit out of me. Like, what am I gonna do? I'm so I'm sitting there and I remember I'm sitting there and I remember the tears. When you're a kid, you feel that warm ass and it's getting to my ears. So I started like, oh, oh, you know when tears get in your ears and shit when you're on your back? And I remember doing this and I'm sitting there trying to like 
calm myself down. I was thinking about Fresh Prince episodes, and I always remember this. It was the Fresh Prince episode I was playing in my head was the one where Will gets way too drunk trying to match shots with that dude. <laughs> He fucking passes out and has a dream about some kid that got killed by a DUI driver. That's the episode that's, the driver was drunk. This car jumped the car, took me out. The driver was drunk. That's the episode that was stuck playing in my head as I'm trying not to bleed out and shit. Stay with me. Little boy, little kid, more sad than hurt because my sister hurt my feelings so fucking bad when she did not care. She really looked at me and go, Fuck you, shut the fuck up. It was about an hour later. I'm sitting there, I already went through two episodes in my head, so it's about 40 minutes later. You know what I mean? Like, I'm playing episode scenes in my head. I'm the cable guy, I'm just sitting there. Bunk beds are here. It's about five feet, other side of the bunk beds, then our door. Doors, you know, it's a kid's room. We live in a two-bedroom apartment in LA, it's small. And our door's right there. But right when you step out of my room, my mom's door. You can literally stand in our room, you know how apartments are, and go like that and knock on my mom's door. Her room wall touches my room wall. I remember I'm crawling over there on my like knees and hands, and I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. And by this time, this shit's like that high off my head. No lie, I had a fucking cartoon Looney Tunes lump on my shit, and that's when I was like, I have to get my mom. So I'm crawling over there, I get right past the door, and I like, oh, I lay down. And I remember thinking, this is bad. I can't even fucking make it to the door. I had a basically probably had a concussion. You know what I'm saying? I probably was concussed. So guys, I remember this. I'll never forget this. I know I'm smiling about it now because it's like, God, Jesus Christ. So I'm right at my mom's door, guys. I remember this. I remember everything. I'm on the fucking floor and I prop myself up on my elbow and I go to knock. And right when I go to knock, I just like start weighing my options. Like she's gonna fucking beat the shit out of me if I wake her up this late. I don't know what time it was. It was fucking pitch black. So everything's going through my head. Jimmy Neutron like think, think. And I'm trying to put it all together. And I'm like, she's gonna beat the fuck out of me if I knock on the door. Just sit here, you know what, I'll just take. And I fell asleep trying to decide. Like I was sitting there as a kid and I just remember I fell, I was falling asleep and I decided not to knock on the door. Woke up to my mom going, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. She's shaking me and I look at her and she's touching my head. My shit was fucked up. She's touching my head. And I look at her and go, I hit my head. And I started telling her like, like Ralphie in some Christmas story. And, and then I see mom and it hit me in the eye. That's how I was talking. I fell and the train wouldn't help me and she cussed. So she said, why didn't you knock on the fucking door? She was mad at me for not knocking on the door. And I told her, you're going to beat me up if I knock on the door because that's the rule. Don't knock on my door. And my mom started crying. I remember she started crying. She's, I remember thinking, why is she crying? I'm the one that's fucked up. And then we moved like three days later. She broke up with Robert and then she never did drugs again. I didn't know that that's what made her stop doing drugs. I just remember she stopped being crazy all the time when we moved back. I didn't know that till recently when I told this story on live. I was on live all fucking high one night and I told the story randomly and then she called me and was like, that's the reason I stopped doing drugs. Like, holy shit. Good. 
So, yes, I know it's a little sad, but I just think about it, go, God, and I just kind of laugh because it's like I can imagine the above you of little me just like, don't worry, you'll make it through. Like, you got this because I remember it was it sucked. It was not fun. So, guys, the reason I brought this into growing up is because that's the night I realized I'm on my fucking own. I better pull my shit together and do shit on my own. If not, I'm fucked because no one is gonna help and that's lesson one of growing up all right guys let's get on to story number two i know i'm sorry if you guys are kind of sad i know it's it's kind of a fucked up story but let's get on to something a little more hilarious story number two all right guys this story takes place in the seventh grade and i went to tanaya middle school in merced so as you guys know from previous story times, I was in all the gate programs, the Krell Boys from Malcolm in the Middle. I'm extremely fucking smart, especially when I was a kid, for no fucking reason. Don't know why. Every time we took tests, they're like, yo, you have to go to a special class. And I go, oh, damn, I'm fucking stupid. And then I realized, like, no, you tested the higher than everybody. Like, fuck. So when you're in the same classes as those kids, you're in all the advanced classes, and there's the same kids in all the fucking classes, even though it was middle school and I finally get to go to different periods and all that cool shit, not for me. I did some extracurricular classes, but it was usually the same fucking kids in all my classes. But like everybody, we still have fucking PE. No matter how much of a smart kid you are, you still have PE, and that's when we play basketball, and that's when we do fun shit. I was in sports, you guys know that. So that was my like, oh, let's get out of this boring ass fucking hard class. I don't want to read anymore. I told this story online. So if if you guys sound familiar, I did tell this on live one night. So if you know it and you're in the chat, don't ruin it for everybody, man. Let everybody just listen to the story. We're doing the PE uh, physical test. You know what I'm saying? Like how many push-ups can you do without stopping? How many sit-ups? How many pull-ups? You know what I'm saying? And then you do the trunk lift where you uh, slay on your stomach, put your arms down. You see how high you can get your back. You ever do that one? You know what I'm talking about? All of us are, our period, are all in the cafeteria, right? We're all in the cafeteria. That class is over there. That class is there. Our class is here. And we're going in groups. That's the trunk lift lift that's the push-up that so we're going in stations you know what i'm saying like an obstacle course done first i always first my whole life my fucking last name starts with an a my friend kyle his last name was bradley so he's right behind me in all my classes kyle is right behind me all through middle school kyle liked wrestling i'm talking about wwf wrestling i also already started wrestling like for the school so i was already into wwf and shit so it really made me like Oh yeah, I wrestle for the team, we'll do some DDTs. So we're just waiting basically for everyone to be done. We're just standing there, me and Kyle just chilling. There's the wrestling mats for after school. They're right there. Me and Kyle unroll one. You know wrestling mats are in the big ass rolls and you roll them up? We unroll it about this much. Not enough for the teachers like, yo, put that back. Nothing, we did it like that much just so we could fuck around, jump on it. I'll flip over, he'll flip over, you know, we'll land on it. Kyle is not a big guy. I always described him as Steve Smith from American Dad. He's just a small dude with glasses. So he's sitting there trying to do like DDTs and fucking choke slams and I'm jumping and landing on the mat. You know what I mean? Me and him are just fucking around. This all happened within three minutes because the next guy wasn't even here. He wasn't even done with his shit. And this is where the story gets a little fucked up. Doing wrestling moves on each other and I go to choke slam Kyle. I choke slam him. He lands right on the mat. Normal. I go to pick up Kyle and on this one, for some reason, I don't know why, I like extra went higher you know we're fucking around just like so i went a little extra higher and i went to choke slam him and right when i went to choke slam i realized like fuck 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 every other time we're just landing fully on the mat on this one i think it's because i went higher every part of his body landed on the mat here's the mat every part of his body did except his head his body hit his head hit the fucking floor of the cafeteria so violently hard he was asleep like that I, i've never seen anybody get knocked out my whole life up to that point when he hit the ground i heard like 
I can hear his skull. I look down at him, and it's just me and him. It's just me and him standing over there. I look at him, he's literally like this. Glasses. The first thing I go is like, oh my God, Kyle! And then I think, who saw it? Not one soul in that room is looking my way. No one is looking at us on the side where the mats were. Everyone's busy doing their shit. I look at him, look at Kyle, I look at everybody and just, start backing out. I, start, I know, I know, I know. Cartoon tiptoeing backwards, and then I just go, fuck it, and I run right for the cafeteria door. Right when I get to the cafeteria door, I open it slightly. I don't even look back if anybody saw me run away. I just remember, if nobody sees me by the time I turn, I'm fucking out of here. You know those doors where it's like a big metal bar, and you have to press it. Right when it presses, it like unlocks the door and you walk out. Like a school door. I slip out the door, like trying not to even open it that much, and I close it, and I just run, Right here, if you know where to, if you know it's not middle school, I'm in the cafeteria right by the music room. I run around that random stupid wall, run around and walk right into our fucking boys' locker room. Our boys' locker room for PEs right on the other side of the cafeteria. Cafeteria is the gym, also. You guys know that, right? Like, if you guess you're from some rich ass school or you're in another country, cafeteria gym is the same place. This is not 1970. We're not taking showers at school. I don't know if you have to take showers at school, but we have them there, but they've never been fucking used. I'm hiding where the showers are. I I'm just like this. I'm hiding behind the showers and I'm just listening. I'm just listening for people to start screaming like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm just waiting for it like, oh my God, I think he's fucking dead. I was in the seventh grade, remember this. this for this next part, you have to think of where was my head at to think this up like you little fuck. And remember, I was in the seventh grade and I started senior year when I was 16. I'm a year behind. I'm a year younger than everybody in my grade. So I graduated when I turned 17, you know what I'm saying? I hear the bell go off, like I said, and I start hearing some guys come in. I, you know, I hear our classes come in into the locker room to change your clothes, go to your next class. I see this guy Chang. I've been going to school with him for fucking years. I see Chang, and I see this kid Matthew, and then I see a group of like five dudes coming in. I'm right here creeping down by the showers. Like literally in the showers. They're right there, everyone comes in that way, and goes to their lockers over there. This is the first locker. This one doesn't really get used that much, it's kind of older. So there's not that many people in this aisle. So as soon as I see people, like I said, I fucking sprint and then slow down. I like sprint down the aisle and then slow down and just walk in with the crowd. I just walked in right behind the crowd of like four dudes. So as I walk in behind everybody, I start taking my shirt off, like trying to act like, yeah, I just came in from PE too. Even though I've been in here for the past eight minutes, just fucking hoping that Kyle's not dead. I'm taking my shirt off, I'm opening my locker, you know what I mean? Like just next period, I look around and I can hear people like, you see Kyle? And I'm trying to listen in like, my God, how bad is it? And I go, wait, what happened to Kyle? I shouldn't have said shit. Like I didn't see it, but I was really in, you know what I'm saying? Like I gave myself away right there. And they're like, you didn't see in the cafeteria what happened? I'm like, no, I mean, I saw the, the you know, people over there, but like what happened? Like, I don't know, Kyle's just fucking laying on the ground and I'm just trying to gain information to see if my friend's dead because I'm losing it, guys. I, I would, I was gonna run away. I was so fucking scared that I murdered my friend and I have to go to jail. Like I'm going to go to June. I'm going to YA immediately. Come around the wall, doors are open and there's fucking paramedics in the gym I don't I, I just see the guy's suits and I instantly don't look like I, I just didn't want to see if Kyle was just lifeless you know what I'm saying like and I didn't want to look like yo did you do this I was so fucking scared guys this is fourth period I still have a couple hours of school to go through. Go to my next class and I'm just doing this in my fucking chair. Like, oh my God, any, any moment they're going to come in and ask for Thomas. Like, I know, I know it's coming. I know it's going to fucking happen. Get all the way through school, not a word. 
go home. I had to go home not knowing what happened. I'm going through that at home, not saying a fucking word to my sister. I didn't say shit to my mom. I'm just sitting there all night, all night thinking like, yo, I'm he might be dead. Go to school and I'm expecting to get swarmed. Like, you know what I mean? I'm expecting something to happen when I get to class. I sit in first fucking period in class and then after that goes, they do the announcements and then the principal makes a special announcement. Yesterday, two students were wrestling in the gym. One of them had to go to the hospital because he got a concussion. The ambulance came and had to take him to the hospital. He did not tell us who the other student was that was roughhousing with him. Roughhousing is gonna be suspendable offense if anybody is caught doing any of this wrestling any, and then just started listing all the shit you're gonna, and then I just started going wonder years and started backing out of my own body like, and this is the day I realized like, hey motherfucker, you got lucky. Oh, oh Kyle, you solid motherfucker. You are a champion. Two days later, Kyle comes to school and he has a head wrap still. He has like a generic, you know what I mean? Like when you see in cartoons when someone's hurt, they have like a, just a band-aid. He had like a bandage wrapped around his head a few times with like gauze in it. And I went, I saw him at the fucking breakfast table. He's just sitting there with his backpack. And I go and I sit next to him. I'm like, hey man, thanks for not telling on me, dude. And he goes, yeah, no worries, man. We're just messing around. I'm like, how bad? And then we just started talking. Because my friend, I'm like, how bad was it? What did it feel like? What happened? Were you asleep? Like, were you dreaming? What was And you know, when the kids shit, I'm like, so what happened? You got knocked out? You woke up in the ambulance? Tell me what happened. And I just got the story. Like, I don't know, man. I remember I went up, and then I woke up, and there's a bunch of dudes around me, and they're putting me in a neck brace. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. And that was the day I grew up in five seconds. I thought I was going to fucking YA boys home. I thought I was on my way to prison because I just killed my friend, didn't help him, and ran away. So the reason I put this in growing up is because that's the day I grew up and realized, hey, there's consequences to all your fucking actions. No matter how old you are, you almost ruined your whole life and killed your friend. That was the seventh grade. Okay guys, this is story number three and the final story. This is pretty sensitive. I have to be a little touchy on how I word this because I can't just be openly just shitting on people. Bear with me, let's get through this one. So guys, you know, if you've been following me for a long time, I started doing the Dopeziola shit, 2012. 2012 I started this and I just did it because I loved it. You guys already know the whole story of how I did that. We're not gonna get straight into all that, but anyway, I did everything for free, you know what I mean? I did everything for free, for advertisement, for commercials, reviews. I just did it to do it because I had fun doing it. So without saying names, I started working with this guy, really legitimate dude. I started uh, filming with him, like planning, game planning ideas, stuff to do. You know, just, we're just creating content. So after a few months, we got in an argument over something really stupid and the guy quit. So I did a video and it was the first video I ever charged for like I did a, it wasn't for YouTube is the first video I ever charged like to do content for somebody I've never charged anybody to do anything so right after I got that deal this fool came back we started working and I for me guys I'm overly nice I try to help and like make sure if I work with somebody or do some shit that we're all on the same page we're all on the same track I don't want you to feel fucking played because we're not making a lot of money doing content you know what I'm saying we're like that's that's not the paying the bills so back then I didn't really film I didn't really do stuff longer than you know Instagram clips I now that I look back like he was it, it was I was getting taken advantage of like I, I really was any money I was getting all this man was doing was filming <laughs> setting up the fucking camera, editing most of the time, and then I would take over the edits too after like two months, 
and I was splitting everything down the middle, like my whole existence of any money, I would split. If you told me right now, hey, if someone's gonna film you, they're gonna take 50% of everything you make, I told you, shut the fuck up, I'll film myself. But back then, I'm like, no man, we're a team, we're gonna get this done. I need to pay you a million dollars a month for the type of things that you can do. And even though I look at the videos and they're, they're dog shit, like the videos we filmed were like nowhere near the shit that we're doing now. This is just how I came across it. I know I'm getting a little ranty, but I, this is how I felt about it. Like I felt like I was getting the deal of a lifetime for somebody to be helping me further what I'm doing. So I did whatever I could to make sure that they were okay. But then I was just getting taken advantage of, man. I was literally stressed out every five seconds thinking, how can I make like $10,000 real quick legally and just give him the money? You know what I mean? Just to say, thank you. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Now it's called a production team. It's called a media team and a cameraman and an editor. Like what the fuck? I was so naive thinking that you can't do it on your own. Me, I'm a very nice person, right? I'm a super nice guy, you guys know that, and if you met me in person, you know I'm not fucking lying. I'm a nice person to people that are nice to me. If you're a dick, expect exactly what the fuck you give out till you get back. There was times where I went, yo, you gotta stomp this motherfucker out right now. No, 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 no. Rock bottom to the fucking ground right now, this is bullshit. I'm an adult. If I don't like the way you talk, I'm gonna walk the fuck away and I go ahead, be room. I'm fucking out of here. I don't have to listen to this bullshit. But like I said, I was being taken advantage of. This man quit multiple times and goes, Well, I'm just not gonna help you then. And I'm go, Oh man, fuck. And it would be stuck. I'm done. And he would literally leverage things for me to have to do shit. For him to be like, well, yeah, I guess I'll film today. Like that, guys. I felt like I was in a fucking prison of, oh, don't just walk on eggshells so you know he'll help help film. I was dealing with this shit and trying not to let it affect my day when I was filming and doing other shit. You, you, you know what kind of toxic fucking energy I'm talking about where you're trying to like, <sighs> all right, let me just think about something good so I'm not fake smiling. You know what I mean? Find your happy place. Like an happy good morning. That's what I was trying to do. So this next part is the reason why this is in growing up episode. So this next part, guys, it gets a little rough, but just bear with me. This is how this shit played out. So I went to go do a video with this guy and it was a weekend long. So the, the day's going along and this fool blows up on me, literally blows up on me in public and fucking public just starts yelling and I'm looking at him and everything in my head is like, just stomp him out, bro. Just fucking grab his hair and push it into the fucking ground. You know when you're getting there, like when you're about to start grinding your teeth and I'm just trying to hold it in, like and my back is starting to shake and I try to walk away. This relationship cannot fucking work. That happens like two more times throughout the day where I'm like, yo, walk away from this motherfucker. Went through the next day of filming, all, all good. Just try to ignore him. I was just trying to smile at other motherfuckers so I can try to be genuinely happy and talk to people. And event's almost over. We're walking out. This man notices that he dropped a microphone or something and he started screaming, screaming at me because he dropped a mic and I wasn't even with him. And I know you guys are out there thinking, how can you let someone do this to you, bro? What the fuck's wrong with you? You don't fucking protect yourself? You don't stand up for you? Yes, I fucking do. And it was at the point where it was like, I can't really say what I want to say or 
this man is just going to straight quit on me, take all my footage, do something weird. You know what I mean? I felt weird. Like, it got to that point where I didn't trust this person anymore, and I had to step away. We leave the event in the rental car. We get to the rental car spot. We drop it off, calling Uber so we can go back to our house because he doesn't live very far from me. So we're just going to take the same Uber. I'm standing there, and it's dead silent. It's just me, this man, and a fucking rental car worker with a clipboard standing by the door. I just go... Uh, and as I start to say nothing wrong, I start to say something, this man just starts screaming at the top of his lungs, guys. Screaming about things I didn't even know happened. When we were filming, you kept stepping to the right and you kept fucking up my shot. And I'm like, oh shit, this fool's breaking down. He's breaking down. So the guy's screaming and I'm just sitting there like, this is it. Like smile internally like, this is the last thing I have to do with you. You can leave and I'll just film with my fucking phone. Because I would rather have worse looking videos and be happy than have to deal with somebody that's literally giving me fucking anxiety. And I don't get anxiety, guys. I get high for a fucking living and I live with my best fucking friend, Rosie's my girlfriend. I don't have anxiety until I met this person. So as this guy's screaming, I don't remember what happened. You're about to get choke slammed into the fucking earth if you scream one more time. If you even raise your voice, I'm going to fucking choke slam you. And then it got real quiet. I remember I'm looking at him and he looks at me and starts talking in a normal voice. Yes, I know the tent, you guys can feel the tension. I know you're like, what's happened, what happened? And he says, I want half of everything you fucking do and own or I quit right now. I want half of Push Trees, I want half of Dope Bazil. Everything that you do, I want half right now or I quit. I fucking died laughing in the middle of this parking structure outside of the rental car. I just started laughing hysterically because I was like, yo, this guy's fucking crazy. I've only been working with you for like under a year. You think I'm gonna give away half of what I, I'm calling a different Uber because I cannot. I can't look at him because I'm gonna die laughing and then he's gonna get mad and I'm gonna fucking whoop his ass. Call the Uber, the second I get in the Uber, I'm looking at him and he's still looking at me and I realize like, yo, you're serious. You really want half of my shit? Oh my God, I just do this. Like I felt so awkward, I just put my hand up like, I just text Rosie, like, change the passwords to everything. I'll explain later. I'm five seconds in the Uber typing this, like, no, nope, change everything right now. 20 minutes later, I get this long, like, text about, basically, I have to take all the videos down that he's ever filmed with me because he filmed them or something stupid. He's giving me some California photography law. And then he realized I changed the passwords and he texts me, you changed the passwords? I'm like, what? I thought you texted me that crazy shit because you saw the passwords. You sent me that shit before you saw the passwords? Oh my God, you're wild. So all the footage for that uh, video I did, he has. All the footage for the, remember the company I did, Break Up With Your Dealer? If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's pretty fucking awesome. Charlie right here actually directed the fucking video. Sorry. That whole behind the scenes vlog I made a weed commercial, my first commercial, all of that he had. So I'm sitting here like, damn, I want that commercial footage so fucking bad. As I was done. I'm never going to work with you again in my life. I'm fucking done. So I get to my house. I tell Rosie what happened. And she's like, 
what the fuck? But she knows everything that goes on in my head. I tell her everything. That full stresses you out so fucking bad that it's this is a good thing. Even though like everything's gonna stop and come to a halt because I don't I don't have a camera. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a while. This is a long time ago. We don't. This is back when shit wasn't popping off and my fucking push trees was not selling. Remember I told you the story time on the other channel. There was a good two year period where push trees was making nothing. So, without going over the shit long ass process, let's just say, over the course of some text messages, I wanted my footage and I uh, had to pay for it. I'm just gonna say I paid tens of thousands of dollars to get my own footage. And I even make money off that content that I wanted back. I just wanted the footage. I love filming so fucking much. I had to come out of pocket when I didn't really have the money to be spending. You know what I'm saying? Like that money was fucking dire at that time. And that was the last fucking time I ever saw or dealt with this man. I feel a million times less stressed out. I'm actually fucking like, yeah, let's film some shit. It's not more like, yo, I hope this fool get fucking mad today over some dumb shit. Since that day, I uh, hired people, different people. I started delegating to people. I started fucking actually getting people with credentials, real credentials. So since that day, I literally grew up the second I got in that Uber. The second I went, I'll fucking find a way to do it on my own because I am not going to be held again held a prisoner in my own life because you just go well i'm not gonna film today if you're not gonna do this I'm like oh you little piece of shit like i was being taken advantage of just just like that so that's why this isn't the growing up story time since that day everything has completely gone from this to fucking skyrocket quality in the production the edits fucking drastic graphics fucking killing it charlie thank you so much for making this first story time of the season look like this and this is out so guys Story time, episode one, season three. How did you like it? How did you like the new lighting setup? This shine on my head. Oh, that shit looks sick. What I learned from all of these life experiences I just talked about is basically at the end stage. I'm after story three right now. This is my life now after I realized that you can depend on people, but you have to also be independent. You have to work and be in control of what you're doing, and you can have help. You can delegate, and if you find the right people that you can trust, you can delegate certain parts of your life, certain parts of your business. Not a person that wants to dictate and make it their own. They wanna make it yours, ours. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference of I wanna do this versus like, what can we do? So guys, that was story time, growing up episode. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you guys for still being here. The start of season three, and that's fucking insane to say. I know, it's fucking wild. Season three of story time. And if you guys didn't notice, we're closing in on 1.1 million already, and it's fucking January. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you're on YouTube, the link right here, that is the million subscriber video. If you're on dopeasyol.com, down there, that's the million subscriber video link. Check that shit out. All right, guys, I'm gonna get out of here. Thank you so much for watching. Until, oh, I'm fucking high. I was, I totally fucked my words up right now. As always, guys, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate it. Until next time, I'm Dopeasyola. Have a dope ass day.